dash. Oh, hey. We're here. We're at FAP. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm so stoked to go through Sermon on the Mount. But before we get into it, I just want to pray for our time in it. Pray with me. Um, Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we get to see um, in your word, what it means to be a, a citizen of your kingdom, what it means to be a Christian, to be one of your people. Um, I pray that you give us um, hearts that are soft and ready to hear about that and eyes that can see that truly. Um, and I pray that you change the way we think about what it means to be one of your people this week. Amen? Amen. Well, let's get into it. All right. Can I ask you, are you guys a member of anything? Member of anything? I'm guessing you probably are. You might be a member of a gym, maybe not, but um, you might be a member of a soccer team, footy team. You guys all wear footy gear, so I can tell you all are, footy team. Maybe a netball team, um, maybe you're a member of a streaming service. You're all a member of something, right? You're all a member of something. Um, member of a soccer team, think about this. Um, the reason we're a member of something, what are we hating on right now? <laughs> My bad. All right, the, the reason you're a member of something is because it comes with benefits. So you might be a member of Terrigal United Football Club, yeah? And the benefit is that you get to play soccer. Good for you. You might be a member of Disney Plus. You get some... If you're a member of Disney Plus, you get some mediocre shows. You get some B-grade movies. You have to watch Star Wars. Uh, you might be a member of the gym. You're a member of the gym. If the benefit is... You get to stay healthy. You're welcome. Member of KFC, you might get, get this, you might get cheaper Wicked Wings. It's a good deal. See, it makes sense that being a member of something comes with a blessing, yeah? <laughs> the reason we want to be a member of all these things is because of what? Well, it's because we get something, right? We get something from being a member. And as deeper than that, I think it's because we're all chasing something. So I think each of us is chasing the best life. Isn't that what we're all doing? Isn't that what everyone wants? You want to live the best life that you can live. You want to enjoy the best TV shows, the best movies. You want to have the best of sports and fun on your weekends. You want to have the best food. We all want the best life, don't we? Well, what if I could offer this to you this morning? What if I could say, today, you are going to learn how to have the best life. That's on offer. Wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Well, well this week, as we look at Matthew chapters 5 to 7, the Sermon on the Mount, we're going to see what it looks like to be a member of the kingdom, a citizen of the kingdom. And catch this, that is the best life. Being a citizen of the kingdom is the best life. It's better than Disney+. Plus. It's better than Wicked Wings. <laughs> See, this morning, you could finally have the thing you're chasing. You could understand how to have the best life. <laughs> and you get that by being a citizen of the kingdom. Our passage tells us over and over again today. Check it out in here. Check out verse 3. It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then go all the way down to verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We're talking about citizens of the kingdom. It's all about kingdom people. In fact, the whole Sermon on the Mount is about kingdom people. It's about what it looks like 
to be these people? What are the characteristics of a Christian? See, over and over again, it keeps saying the person who lives like a citizen is what? Blessed. They're blessed. Now, blessed is a pretty weird word. Does hashtag blessed mean anything to anyone here? Nate? No, no one. Great. Okay. Um, I doubt any of you use this word then. If you don't use hashtag blessed, you've never used the word blessed, I don't think. So I'm going to make it easy for you. Blessed means the best life. There it is. When you hear blessed, just think best life. Boom, boom. There you go. Done. The word blessed forever means something to you now. And so we check out a bunch of reasons why citizens have the best life. Check it out. Verse 4, they're blessed because they'll be comforted. Keep going. Verse 5, they're blessed because they'll inherit the earth. Verse 6, they're blessed because they're going to be filled. Verse nine, 8, 9, blessed because they'll see God, blessed because they're called children of God. So to be a citizen of the kingdom means you are blessed. You're blessed. See, you could be living the best life. And if you're here and you're a Christian, if you're a citizen of the kingdom, get this, hear it very clearly, you have the best life. You have it now. And so as we dig into what it means to be a citizen of the kingdom this week, know that the Bible says you're living the best life. Get that clear. The Bible says you're living the best life. And really work out if you think that's true. If you're here and that's not, you consider for yourself, is that actually right? Because if it is, the thing you're all chasing, the best life, is on offer. And you would be crazy to not be part of that. And so, if it's true, if it's true that living as a citizen of the kingdom is the best life, you might be thinking something like this. It just doesn't feel like that. Is anyone thinking that? Because being a citizen of the kingdom, it, it doesn't look like the best life, does it? <laughs> Check out, let's go back into this passage again. Check out what it looks like to be a citizen of the kingdom. Verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. <laughs> now, what does poor in spirit mean? Is it someone who doesn't have much team spirit? What's it talking about? No. Someone who's poor in spirit is someone who can see their sin crystal clear. <laughs> it's the person who sees they could never be good enough to meet God's standard. It's knowing exactly what we heard in the talk last night. <laughs> it's knowing you are totally sinful. And one day... If you met God, you know you wouldn't be good enough. And Jesus says the person who gets that, best life. What? Does that sound like the best life? Or check out verse 5. Blessed are the meek. Another word you've probably never used. But meek means to put other people above yourself. (laughs) To put yourself last and to put everyone else's needs first. See, it's the person who gets dinner last. At that. It's the person who hangs out with the kid who's lonely rather than their friends. It's the person who looks after everyone else before themselves. And that person, best life. What? Or check out verse 10. It goes even further. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. To be persecuted is to be mistreated, to be put down, laughed at, mocked. Jesus? It meant being beaten, spat on, and killed on a cross. His disciples all died following him. 
citizens are persecuted because they live for Jesus, because they try to live like Jesus. It's the person who gets teased and bullied for following Jesus. It's the person whose family puts them down for what they believe. And apparently, that's the best life. I read those and I can't help but think, how is that the case? How can that really be the best life? Are you thinking the same thing? Are you feeling the same thing? Do you hear that description of the Christian life and just, you can't see how that could be? Maybe you feel it from your own experience of trying to live as a Christian. My life feels hard. It feels like I'm missing out all the time. I feel like I'm on the outside at school. It just doesn't feel like the best life. Maybe you're not a Christian. And you look at the Christian life and you think, that looks terrible. (laughs) It looks terrible. I can't see why you're saying that. Living as a Christian is the better life. See, the life of a citizen of the kingdom is a bit like Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Stay with me, it makes sense. So this is Mark Zuckerberg, all right? Do you guys know who Mark Zuckerberg is? Great. Imagine you don't, right? And you see Mark Zuckerberg walking down the street. No matter how many photos of this guy you find, that is what he wears. It's a weird gray shirt, kind of not baggy, but not tight jeans. They're kind of in the middle all the time. Um, and, and you look at him and you go, Mark Zuckerberg is the most ordinary person I've ever seen, right? <laughs> you look at him and you're like, that guy looks lame. He looks so lame. He looks plain. Do you guys think that too? When you look at that guy, do you go, Mark Zuckerberg looks cool? No. Good. Correct. No one thinks that. And yet the reality is this. Get this. Mark Zuckerberg founded Facebook. He was the guy who created that. And eventually, Facebook did so well, he also bought Instagram and he bought WhatsApp. And now his net worth, the amount of money he's worth, sits at a a humble... $75 billion. That guy is worth $75 billion. Yet, look at how he dresses. Look at what he's wearing. You could walk past that guy in the street and have no idea you just walked past the 15th richest man in the world. You would never know. You would never know that. Because he doesn't look impressive. He doesn't look impressive. He doesn't look like he's living the good life. And yet the reality is completely different to what you thought. Completely different. (laughs) Kingdom life is like Mark Zuckerberg. It makes sense. You look at it and you think, surely that's not the best. Surely that, oh, it's gone. Surely that's not the best life. It looks hard, unimpressive, lame. And to the outside eye, (laughs) that's all it is. Hard, unimpressive, lame. And yet, look at Mark Zuckerberg. To the the eye, he's plain. He's unimpressive. And yet, when you know the truth, billionaire. (laughs) See, despite looking hard, unimpressive, lame, being a citizen of the kingdom is the best life. It is. And when we start to explore that idea, it actually makes a lot of sense. Just think about the things we do chase, the things that do look impressive. Think about it. Maybe it's sports. If I could just get good enough at that sport, if I played enough, if I reached that level, I'd have the best life. Because that looks impressive. We'll take Michael Phelps. 
Michael Phelps is a 28-time Olympic gold medalist. It's a lot of gold medals, right? He reached the highest of heights in his sport. He will be remembered as the single most dominant swimmer ever. Probably, unless someone else is amazing. But to this day, he is that. He was the absolute top of the game. Best life? No. He was deeply unhappy. He struggled with depression for his whole career. Whenever he returned from dominating the Olympics, gold medals around his neck, he returned and sunk into deep, deep depression. But why? Shouldn't, shouldn't he have had the best life? Well, maybe it's not sports, and maybe it's fame, maybe it's success, right? See, if I could just get so successful, if I could have the life like the people I see on Instagram or TikTok, like the singer, the actor, the actress, <laughs> man, if I had that life, then I'd have the best life. Or take Owen Wilson. Do you guys know Owen Wilson? He's been in like 70 movies. Owen Wilson is Lightning McQueen. That's got to be the best life, right? Think about it. He has crazy money. He does whatever he pleases. He can be in whatever movie he wants. Surely he has the best life. And yet Owen Wilson was very far from that. He as well struggled with deep depression. He was so far from content in his life. (laughs) See, the things we look at as impressive, the lives that we aspire to, they aren't the best life. Time and time and time again we see that. Just go and ask the people that have that life. They're not as good as we think they are. And it's because these people haven't seen the reality of our world. They haven't seen the reality of their position before God. You see, remember the blessed person, the verse 3 person there, is the poor in spirit. It's the person who can see their sin. They see their sinful, and they can't fix their sin problem. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not something you just look around and see. But it's true. And the citizen of the kingdom know this. See, the citizen of the kingdom, being a citizen of the kingdom means that your blessing is still coming. It means it's still coming. It's that the big blessing of being a citizen is that your blessing is to come. So check out the language of each one. Check out verse 4 with me. It says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Check out verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Check out verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The blessings of the kingdom are things that will happen. And so, life right now might not look like the best life. But we know what's to come. So imagine, I was like, hand up if you want to go clean a toilet in free time. Hunter wants to clean a toilet in free time. I'm like, great, I'll talk to you after. Um you got to go clean the toilet, that's your free time, done. You don't get to go to the snack bar, you don't get to go uh, on the water slide, you don't get to go, nothing. You're just cleaning the toilet in free time. You would be devo. You'd drag your feet. You could hear everyone else outside having fun, talking about all the lollies they got for $3. Sounds like everyone spent $3. Anyway, all the lollies you got. And you're missing it. You're stuck cleaning the toilet. It's the worst. You would be hating that, wouldn't you? You'd be miserable. (laughs) What if I said this? What if I said, hey, 
go clean the toilet for free time, and when you're done, I'll give you a million dollars. Changes are right. See, if I said I'm going to give you a million dollars to go clean that toilet, you'd be out there. You'd be like, let me clean this toilet right now. You'd hear people outside having fun, and you'd be like, I'm good. I'm cleaning the toilet. Right? Because cleaning the toilet is no longer the worst job. It's the best. And why? Because you have a great reward coming. You have something epic to look forward to. And just like that, citizens of the kingdom have the best thing ever in store. We have eternity with Jesus as our king. And that doesn't mean we have the worst life now, but the best life to come. No, no, no. See, we get the best life now as well. Because we get to look forward to and live for the kingdom. See, imagine you're out there cleaning that toilet, knowing a million dollars coming. You would be smiling so much as you clean that toilet, wouldn't you? You're like, this is the best thing I've ever done. A million dollars for cleaning a toilet? I'm loving this. See, you would do the best job you could. You would make that toilet spotless. It's a million dollar toilet we're talking about right here, right? See, when you hear people outside having fun, you wouldn't even consider that. You're cleaning a toilet for a million dollars. You see, you're still cleaning the toilet. The job hasn't changed. But cleaning the toilet has become a joy for you. It's become a joy. You would suffer through cleaning joyfully. You would cop people teasing you, bullying you. That would be nothing to you because you know what's coming. (laughs) Kingdom life, living as a citizen, is still hard. You still face persecution. You'll still put others above you even when they won't do it back. Friends, we can do that willingly. We can do that joyfully. Because we have the best life. We have the kingdom to come. I think Jim Elliot is the perfect example of this. Anyone heard the story of Jim Elliot? A few people here, great. Um, he's a Christian man. He's born in 1929, very old. Um, and he felt compelled. He had to leave his home in America and he had to go to Ecuador, which I think is in South America. And the reason he was going was because he heard about this group of people there that hadn't heard the gospel. They hadn't heard about Jesus, and so he wanted to go tell them. He knew the gospel's what saved. He knew they needed to hear it, all right? But the thing about this group of people in Ecuador, all right, the thing about this group of people was that they were dangerous. They were aggressive, and they were dangerous, and they lived in a tribe in the Amazon that had never been reached, but he had decided he was going. Of all places, he was going there to tell them the gospel. So he moved over there. He began making contact. He went with four friends, um, and, and they would fly in a small plane over this tribe. And they had a little megaphone on the bottom, and they would uh, say simple phrases out of this uh, megaphone. And after a little while, they put some gifts in a bucket as they were flying around. They were like, have salt, friends. I don't know what they gave them. But they were giving them presents. And then after a little while, the people of the tribe would take out a present, and they'd put their own present back in. They would give them presents back, and it was like, oh, this is going great. Um, and after some time, Jim and his friends, they finally got to the point where they could go, we're going to go meet these people. They'd gotten there. It's the moment where they get to go meet the people they've been making contact with. And so they're eager to share the gospel with them. They can't wait for them to hear about Jesus. And on the morning where they finally meet this tribe... The tribe of people kill them. Oh, Jim and his four friends, they all died. Is that the best life or the worst life? 
what I want you to see this morning, Jim Elliot lived the best life. He lived the best life because he was a citizen of the kingdom. He knew his blessings were still to come, and so he lived for the kingdom. Now, I know it doesn't always feel like this for you. For those of you that are citizens of the kingdom, it, it feels hard. It feels painful. But hear this clearly this morning. You do have the best life. For you, 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 you don't expect life now to be the best life. See, life may be hard, lonely, and painful, but just like that toilet cleaner, we can face all of those things joyfully. Because you're blessed. You're a citizen of the kingdom. Jesus is your king. Heaven is your home. And this week, that, it's kind of like a chance to feel just a bit of that truth, right? We get to spend a week together. A week together where where some of those blessings, we actually start to feel them a little bit. We, We get a week with our brothers and sisters learning what it looks like to live for Jesus. And then we walk out those doors and we put it into practice. As you go about this week, Christians, remember, you have the best life. You have the best life. And if you're not a Christian this morning, if you aren't a citizen of the kingdom, well, do you want the best life? Is that something that you want? Get this. You could have everything you ever wanted. Every single thing right now. But if you're not a citizen of the kingdom, it's not the best life. You won't be satisfied. It isn't better than eternity. See, nothing you chase after will ever give you the best life. It just won't. There's only one thing, only one way to be certain you do have the best life, and that's as a citizen of the kingdom. And so this week, consider it. Do you actually want the best life? A life that has hope. A life that's lived the way we were made to live. Because this very week, you could have it. How about I pray? God, um, we thank you that um, you show us what it means to have the best life. um, To have life lived the way we were made to live it. Uh, God, we pray that um, you might make us people that, um, as we go through suffering, um, as we go through hardship, as we feel the pain of living in our world, God, we know that if we're citizens of the kingdom, we're living the best life. God, help, help us fix our eyes on the things to come and live joyfully now as we wait for them. Amen.